This is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K-12 Techs for K-12 Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live from the NTP studios, this is the K-12 Tech Talk podcast, episode 152. We're calling this the principal episode. I am Josh. With me, as always, is Chris. Hello. And Mark. I'm here. Josh, uh, Chris, are you trying to be professional here? Because this is the principal yeah. episode. I was thinking about my principal friends, like, what would they want me to say? And I landed on Hello. so this episode a few disclosures about this episode uh if you are listening to us and you are a principal and and we happen to know you the three of us might you know we each have principals i've got a couple mark's got a thousand or something um these are recommendations comments suggestions that came from outside individuals not from the three of us so if any of these Topics hit a little close to home. Don't shoot the messenger. They did not come from the three of us. These are the top topics and, and items uh, we uh, harvested from several posts, one being on Reddit, one being on K12 Tech Pro, a couple emails. We even got an email from a vendor saying, hey, this is kind of what I've observed. Principals would be better off knowing X, Y, Z. So, with that in mind, let's get one of our advertisers out of the way, Chris, real quick. <clears throat> um, I got an email today asking how I was going to deal with uh, Google Sign Builder going away and becoming a paid product. Um, how can Rise Vision help schools with their digital signage needs, Chris? Yeah, so Rise Vision is a proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. You can check them out at risevision.com. Uh, they do digital signage, so they can do... If you already have TVs, if you already have your signs out, cool. You can keep them. Rise Vision can be the platform that connects to those devices to get you going. If you're going to be adding signage and you need hardware, cool. They can do that too. Uh, they, they, I would say they are primarily into wanting to help deliver content to your school. So don't get stuck on, oh, they're just going to give me a glorified slideshow. No, they're going to help you with content. If you're wanting to push out internet safety stuff, they have content pre-built with templates that has messaging uh, for that. Whatever the topic is, uh, they can help you uh, with that. They they are willing to send you uh, demo hardware that, here, check this out. See if this is what you want. You can sign up for a trial with them too. Check out the software. Check out the website. Uh, just reach out to Rise Vision. If you talk to a person, uh, do mention us. Uh, that might get you a little bit of a, a discount or maybe just, you know, make you feel a little nicer. It's going to make us feel nicer. We, we, we like when we hear that you mention us to these sponsors that we have. Yeah. Um, quick bit of housekeeping. Chris, Chris and Mark, Mark is very professionally dressed this evening. Got a sweater vest or a sweater on and a nice collared shirt. Uh, I am in what looks like uh, loungewear street clothes, gym clothes, whatever. <laughs> I want to let you know <clears throat> the reason for this is because uh, since we are recording a little bit later this evening, I took the opportunity in the nice weather to go play pickleball with uh, David Wren from NTP. So, if, yeah. That, I, David's, I, did, did, did he smoke you at pickleball? No, we were on a team. Pickleball is a team sport. So we were we picked off all the old people. You know, p- pickleball is an old person <laughs> sport. So we picked off all the old people. Um, and I don't know if you know this or not, but David was a professional pickleball player at a time. Um, I think it, I, I heard it, it went hand in hand with uh, my former professional curling uh, career back uh, several years ago. So, yeah, if uh, you want EDR information, hit up David D. Ren, W.R.E.N. at NTP-Inc.com. So um, Mark is all nice, professional. Josh is barely wearing a shirt. Like he's yeah. ready for bed when we're well, done. That is that is lesson number one for principals is that IT staff have lives and we have athletic abilities. You know what? <laughs> so <laughs> so 
thank you, Josh, for for hitting that point home to our principles. Having having a life is very important. Uh, that that is a very important point, Mark. Because how many times? And this is kind of off script. We didn't have this one on the list. Um, but yes, <laughs> yeah, we we have gotten <laughs> text messages or calls after hours from principals. And yes, we do have lives, right? Josh, I don't see pickleball here in the agenda. No, pickleball wasn't in the ahead agenda. Of time. Tip number three: play pickleball with your <laughs> IT. <laughs> So, uh, tip number one, Mark, why don't, since, uh, you're dressed the professional, why don't you lead us in Mr. Professional? All right. So the, the way this is going to work, uh, we've got a, a few tips that as Josh mentioned, we crowdsourced, these are tips for principals, but we're going to also complement them with tips for it staff. So, um, to get into this first one, and this, this is the one that universally we heard this from on every single forum, on every single post or question that we had asked about this. We even heard this from a vendor who emailed to us, which was, and the number one tip for principals on how to work with IT staff better is to include your IT staff in the decision-making process early, early, early in the decision process. Not, I've made a decision that I'm going to buy this, please implement it. It's bring them in. And uh, we heard this universally from a lot of folks that we really want to start to see IT and principals working hand in hand when it comes to looking to buy the next um, piece of software or looking at the next hardware. What's the Chromebook that makes the most sense for your school? Really, really bringing that relationship down because as you're making a decision, there's a lot of influence or, or, or knowledge that your IT staff can bring to the table and they really want to bring to that table. Um. I think, Mark, you said, you know, don't come to them after the fact. It, that's an important point of, you know, if the PO is signed, it's too late. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of the discussion points that IT people are going to start having, especially with uh, software as a service vendor, will be signing a privacy agreement. So if you've already signed that contract and there's a PO cut or a promise of a PO being cut, they are going to be less likely to sign any sort of privacy agreement. So, yeah. um you know, our feet are being held to the fire on some of that stuff. So get them involved ahead of time. So those agreements can be kind of a, a carrot and stick method. Yeah. Yeah. It's the worst. And I can think about several examples um, of when a decision has been made that is a tech decision that tech wasn't included in that, that I was skipped and I've never thought it to be like malicious. I don't think it was a principal going out of their way to not talk to me about what was going on. I think usually it's happened because of excitement uh, that they thought they found the greatest thing that's going to be for their building or for their teacher or for their whatever. And they're just pursuing it because they are leaders like principals. You are leaders, you are leading, uh, but we do need to lock arms in these decisions. Uh, I can think of a time that a building uh, was working with a local company. It was like a career kind of program for, for, it was for middle school kids and a local company offered a bunch of iPads and that sounds great and wonderful. They're being put into place. Well, we are a Chromebook school district. So for you just to add iPads to classrooms is a pretty big deal. Oh, you want on the Wi-Fi? Pretty big deal. Oh, you want these connected wirelessly to the projectors in the classroom? Pretty big deal. Are those things hindrances? Can we pull those off? No, like we have this tech plan that we're following uh, that wouldn't have passed the test of devices we would be able to support. And we have to manage them. Again, was it malicious? Nope. They were excited. Their teachers were pumped. Uh, so involve tech. And it flips. Uh, actually, today we're, we're talking about middle school. Uh, we're looking at middle school uh, Chromebooks in our one-to-one -one program. Uh, and I communicated with leadership at the middle school about the different cases that we're looking at. Uh, we're thinking about switching it up. And again, that's to talk to techs. You need to make sure that you're communicating well as well. And I, I need to check myself on that sometimes too. Yeah. I mean, Chris mentioned, you know, there are, there are reasons why you want to have IT at the table for in the decision-making process. The first is, you know, when it comes to compatibility and interoperability, your IT staff are going to be the ones to be able to say, yes, this is going to work in our environment uh, or no, it's not. The other thing is there's also, there's some really great value that IT staff can bring to the decision-making process, including maybe recommending uh, or, or bringing other options that you've never heard of before that might be free or low cost, or in some circumstances already purchased in your district that you may not know about. 
Um, I can't tell you how many times I've had a principal come to me with saying, Hey, we're really looking at this tool. What do you think? And I'm, all, I'm in a great circumstance. I'm able to say, or, or scenario, Hey, did you know that we already have a very similar product that you have available to you at no cost? You don't have to buy anything new. This is already here. Um, so that allows us to bring solutions to you, hopefully, um, if we can, or, or stop you from, uh, that sounds like a bad way of saying it, but prevent you from making a, a, a decision that's going to cause a lot of problems down the road. Great example of that. Um, Google rolled out a new screen record feature in Google Slides this week. And the fact that that could replace Screencastify in a number of cases that now you don't have to pay for Screencastify anymore because this feature in Google Slide exists. And if you haven't tried that out, it's actually really, really cool. You go into your slides, you hit the record button in the upper right-hand corner. It starts your slideshow, and then your camera activates and puts your face in the lower right-hand corner so people can see you speaking at the same time your slideshow is going. It's super cool. Yeah. Um, this point was also echoed um, with a, uh, you know, we, we had a lot of feedback from IT staff, but we heard this from a vendor who commented he's amazed how often he, he, he still hears the phrase, I wish somebody would have told me this sooner. Meaning you're going down the road of an implementation and the principal or the decision maker uh, wasn't aware of a certain fact. And this guy's title, I, which I thought was fascinating. I don't know if you picked this up, Josh and Chris, it's pre-sales solution engineer. Meaning this guy's job is to talk to schools ahead of time and make sure that the, the solution they're presenting is the right one. Uh, and he's really struggling with, you know, people making decisions without knowing um, all the, 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 the technical components. And, you know, I, part of that, depending on the <clears throat> expected amount of involvement with an IT department that a, a vendor knows that there needs to be involvement from the IT department, they should be bringing that part of the discussion up. Hey, where's your IT team in this conversation? We They need to be brought in because of XYZ factors. So, you know, part of that could be laid at the feet of the of the vendors as well. Well, and... We, we want to balance our feedback with with comments and suggestions to IT staff. Part of it is also on us to make sure that we are making ourselves available and sure. open to these conversations, that we're not bringing the no every single time, uh, which is... so fun, Mark. It's, we've all been there where we've had to say no, um, but we have to also check ourselves so that we're not getting a reputation as being the department of no. I, I was called Dr. No once. Like K-N-O-W? No, like N-O. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Jo I mean, of the three of us, Josh is oh, A, yeah. the most athletic uh, pickleball player, uh, and B, um, the most department of no. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's probably a fair, very, 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 very fair statement. Um, Chris, do you want to take us into tip number two? Tech implementations are not simple. Uh, they're going to take time and they're going to take resources to be successful. Uh, we want you to know that, Principal. Uh, again, we can be all about the thing that you're wanting to do for your classroom, for your building, for your secretary, for your whatever. But give us some time and let us figure it out and let us do it the proper way because we all want a smooth rollout. Uh, that was talked about, again, on K12 Tech Pro. Um, so unpack that a little bit. So the first thing that comes to my mind is our campus implementation that's gone on for the last year. There were parts that we could roll out very quickly. Part, you know, during the conversion process, we had access to campus, to our, our site, but we really didn't let faculty in until close to the end of the last school year. And that was just into the sandbox. Um, and there were reasons for that. There were several reasons for that. One, it, there wasn't, much of anything in there besides a list of students until a certain point. And then schedules were in there and like there wasn't anything to see. So that's the rationale for not letting anyone in. Campus is your, your SIS. Correct. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, things can take times. It, outwardly, it may seem like things are moving at a snail's pace at times. Um, but nine times out of 10, there is feverish work going on in the background everybody talk at once i'm taking my time 
Okay. I'm thinking how I want to respond. Okay. Josh, don't rush me. I think Kanye said that one time in a TMZ interview right before he lost his mind. <laughs> uh yeah, there there was there's somebody who posted, and I can't remember where this was, but you know, they 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 gave the example of a light bulb and a switch. Uh, and that we see how easy it is to change out a light bulb without thinking about the entire infrastructure and wiring that goes into uh the the light switch and the wiring behind the walls and the electrical system and uh and the the circuit breakers and and you know i think that's that's a great example of our world as well is that you know if you're not familiar with how electricity works you just see a light bulb that's out and you switch the bulb out and you're done but there's a massive amount of work and infrastructure that went into making that light bulb work at the first place and it's the same thing with our world and and our ideal is that technology is implemented, it looks smooth, and you don't know that we're there behind the scenes. Uh, but in order for us to get to that point, uh, there's got to be a lot of work that 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 has to happen in order to make it work. So be patient, um, take your time, and be very deliberate about IT rollouts and, and implementations in order to be successful. Josh, Chris, any advice for us on the IT staff side? Well, I think... Um... What you what we've got here is show somehow how your early involvement in the decision process or in the planning process or rollout process can help things move quicker along. Um, example being, if you are involved early in a selection process for a product and you make a requirement that it is clever or class link or one roster compliant, how much time does that save on the back end of building custom export files with your sys and then getting them FTP to the appropriate location, making sure the file layouts are accurate and getting everything buttoned up that way. Clever class link, one roster, GG4L, like those are standards. And if they, if they can meet a standard, uh, that, that process, that implementation process will go much smoother and you'll look like a hero. I can just think about even this example. We had this school year of our buildings were wanting to change up their check-in, uh, oh, like sign, sign in, sign out a kid procedure at their buildings. And uh, we kind of tested one building with uh, this Google form and uh, how it was going to work with a touch Chromebook, all, all, the, all this kind of stuff. And then the other buildings were just like, yes, we want it. Let's do it. Uh, and I had to call timeout. I was like, guys, we had to like, make a form we had to train the secretary like like what's what's the procedure going to be if if that person's not in the office like who's going to need access as well again like i'm with you i want to do it uh but don't already think we're going to do it uh in a, in a, a, a couple of days like it's going to take a little bit of time yeah i think that that's the hardest part is being able to communicate um, when something's really easy and when something's really hard and difficult and data integration and SFTPs and CSVs, you know, that can be either as simple and easy as clicking a checkbox in something like Clever or Classlink, or if you have a vendor or a, 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 a EdTech product that's asking you for a custom CSV with an SFTP upload, you could be looking at hours, if not days of custom development and figuring out how to get the FTP server through your firewall, all while doing all the other million things that you have to do during your day. So, you know, we have to show our role that if you do come to us early and we start to use all of the systems that we're used to using that are, that were interoperable, we can move really, really quickly. Um, but we have to show that value again, going back to the first point, if we're included in the decision-making process early. And, Mark, that's that's making the assumption that the fields that you want to push in that custom file are even held in your student information system, and you don't have to calculate them or go grab them from yeah. other system and and bring them over before you export them. Right. Um, yeah. So the more standards you can that you can meet, the better off that you are. Yeah. Data implementation is is one thing that I have. Um, really struggled with when it comes to the amount of time that it, it can take. And I think um, understanding attendance uh, is is like the best example, right? So attendance, uh, there's not too many options with attendance. You're either in or you're out, right? And so we often get a lot of questions around reporting of attendance and, and what's our year-to-date attendance percentage. 
But I have to remind folks that, you know, students start at different times of the school year. And so when we get a request from a school or a principal around, can you just throw year to date attendance percentages into a system? I have to take a step back and start to explain how complicated that can be. And I really want it to be as simple as checking a box, but there's a lot of questions and things that you need to unpack. And that's why, you know, being able to be included early in the, in the implementation, um, but also being able to kind of demonstrate how much resources and, and manpower and knowledge it takes to complete just a, such a simple task uh, is, is such an important thing for principals to understand. Long story short, include your IT staff early uh, as much as you can. And so we can start to communicate this as best as we possibly can. Yep. Chris, do you want to talk about Visor real quick? Sure. Visor, that's V-I-Z-O-R, uh, a proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. They can help you with your Chromebook, with your IT asset management. Uh, they can help your school with all of that. Uh, if you're a principal, a teacher, a librarian, your your library media specialist, uh, you guys can have access to that. You can see where your devices are at. Are they lost, stolen, whatever? Where are they at in the uh, repair process? Uh, Visor taps into your Google Admin Console. Uh, it's going to help the tech department, uh, going to help those people that have to manage all those devices. You can uh, get a 20% discount if you go to visor.cloud, V-I-Z-O-R.cloud slash K-12 Tech Talk. So I guess I will take number three. Support your IT staff, especially during technical issues and outages. Uh, meaning, principals, when things are going wrong in a in a global scale, you know, internet's out, phone systems out, our closet is out, so part of your building is down and doesn't have network access. We can guarantee that your tech staff is probably ten times as stressed as you are. Give them all the information they need to troubleshoot the issue and give them some space. Um, you know, I I know in the heat of it, when there's an internet outage or when a closet's down. Instruction is the most important thing that schools do, right? Like feeding kids, instruction, getting them home, getting them there. Those are the top things that have to be accomplished every day. And we understand that any sort of impact, any any sort of outage that that impacts instruction is a huge detriment, a huge issue. We We do understand that. But with that said... If there is an internet outage or a closet being down, um, the more repeated reminders, hey, this is down, hey, this is down, hey, this is down, that grates on IT departments. Like, you know, when your kids, when your when, Josh, when your kids, like, <laughs> I don't know, three years old or so, and you're taking a nice long road trip to Disney, and your your kid every twenty minutes, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there? When 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 an IT tech is is running down the hall, hair on fire, trying to figure out what's wrong with the network, and every teacher in the hall, you know, it's it's prairie dog season, and they're all poking their heads out the door. Oh, look, there's Jimmy, the IT guy. Let's uh, let's all ask him one by one if the when the network's coming back up. That that's what that's like. Um, so yes, you are going to get a very stressed and probably very angsty, crabby, grating response from that technician. But on the converse side of that, tech people yeah. communicating with your principals and really building staff at the same time during an issue like that will give those individuals a reminder that they don't need to ask for updates as regularly from you or when they can grab you in the hall. Um, yes, we understand that that communicating at that level might be difficult in an outage, especially if your network's down or internet's out, but it still needs to take place. That's why a lot of times... An out-of-band communication tool like Remind or some other text messaging app that you can at least get a message to key individuals in the building so that they can spread the word uh, will help stave off that uh, that grabbing in the hallway. Guys, do you have anything to add to that? This happened to me today. So there was an important meeting in a room and the access point went down and one person texted me and said, the internet's down. And I was a little bit because stressed. Because it's never the access point. It's always the internet. Right. So I didn't respond to this person. And then because another you don't person. Like them. No, wow. no, no, wow, no, 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 I know. Pretty, pretty rude. I'm sorry. Mark. 
<laughs> I, I, to Josh, to your point, I made the mistake of not responding in time. So another person texted me. Um, it was only after the whole thing was over that they were like, you know, we were sitting right next to each other and we we're just testing to see who you responded to first. <laughs> oh, yeah. <sighs> wow, Mark. So my mistake. <laughs> so now they know that you have favorites. I responded to both at the same time in my defense. Um, it was just delayed. So <laughs> because you were eating pizza. No, I was stressed over the technical issue. What technical issue? That the access point went down? Yes. Oh. But how did... Okay. It's whatever. Chris, whatever, I, Mark. I, I knew because I was getting a lot of text messages at and the same you time. And you, you were the one that turned the access point off? I had I had a very important pickleball competition to get to. <laughs> and uh, I was no, getting bothered. We lo- David and I live streamed our match. You were watching our live stream got of it. our pickle yep. match. Mm, good story. Yep. Chris, do you got anything to add? <laughs> Just and all of these have to do with communication. Uh, but this one in particular, I, I laugh at the tech part because there's been times in the office when like our sis is having an issue and we know it. Uh, and I'm the one yelling, hold the line. Like you don't <laughs> want to do the district wide email if you think it's going to come up in five minutes. Sure. You know what I mean? Like you're just you're you're trying to decide when is the moment we tell everybody. Yeah. And and what and like I have a group text of all the principals. When is the moment I go ahead and like say this is gonna be bad? Light it up. Uh, and sometimes I screw that up, right? I've I've messed that up before where I've waited too long uh to communicate. Uh or I've maybe I'm over communicating sometimes, whatever. But that's the hard part of a of a tech. And if we're being real, if you're a like a I'm I don't want to rip on text too much, but texts are often known to not be the best at communicating. IT texts, people, IT people in general. Yes, yes, generally speaking, we don't like making eye contact. We don't, <laughs> we don't like talking to people. Uh, we count our like what cracks we step on as we walk, whatever. Like um, unless are, you're Mark, who is a former teacher and he doesn't count, right. he'll make eye contact fine. Oh no, trust me, you can talk to people that I work with. They'll tell you I'm the <laughs> so, same boat as you. So no. So communication from tech department, like that's we we get that mark, like we get that mark against us. Uh, so text, we can work on that. Uh, think about when you need to communicate, uh, when you need to make the call that the outage is going to be an outage, like make it official, say the thing. Yeah. Um, I can remember one time, I think I've shared this story before, a tractor trailer truck. Uh, something was different. We we, we, we we had this fiber on two electric poles. Uh, and for some reason, this particular day, something happened and the fiber was a little more droopy. And a tractor trailer cup truck came running through and clipped it. And I'm out in the middle of the street, literally holding the fiber cable that goes to the building. Uh, and superintendent called me. He was like, hey, do you know uh, the Internet's out? And I'm holding the cable. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't think that's a smart move, Chris. <laughs> I don't it was think fine. I don't it was fine. Think you should go pick up cables on the street like that. <laughs> well, so was... I'm, hold, I'm holding the cable with the cell phone. I'm like, yes, I know. And again, he in in this case, he let me know. And, uh, he he let me know it was down. Well, I clearly know it's down. Why didn't I call him? Why didn't I give a heads up? I can see the cable. It is torn in half. Uh, so communication both ways. It's that meme. Have you seen with like the cartoon character? Who, I don't know if it's a cat or a dog or something. And he's drinking a cup of coffee and the entire room is on fire. Yeah. And yes. just says, yeah. this is fine. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Yeah. Um. It's not like that for us. Trust me, we are also on fire when there is an issue going on. Josh, on the other hand, is just drinking his coffee. Everything's but... on fire. You, it, it's just a, a managed state of chaos, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> so I, the other piece, too, to that is um, you as principals, teachers are looking up to you as a model. And so when things are going bad or when there's technical issues, even if it's not an outage, even if it's like if you're doing an implementation, it's failing. Uh, or there's a system that you've just acquired that's just not going well, um, support your IT staff. They are stressed more than anything, especially as Josh mentioned earlier with, with an SIS implementation. And when you're getting inundated with, this is bad, this isn't working, why do we make this decision? People are also looking at you as the principal to say, how should I respond to this? So 
support your IT folks. They are just as stressed as you are. And, and to that point, Mark, I think, um, you know, when there is a pervasive issue that is kind of intermittent, happens every once in a while, doesn't happen all the time. I like to say it's like nailing jello to a tree to get it to to be able to get it to a point where you can troubleshoot it, where you can yeah. say every time I do X, Y, Z, it freaks out and does unexpected response of this. Um, those problems that are pervasive and don't happen every time, they're as frustrating to IT departments as they are the end users. I can promise you. Um, and I'll, I'll fall back on our stupid sys implementation again. We, the, the implementation integration between Google and campus, it worked, I would say probably 60 to 70% of the time. Fine. The rest of it, <clears throat> whenever you would sync grades, it would throw a random nondescript and error has occurred. Well, thanks for being so descriptive. Um, so we were we were chasing a rabbit on two fronts. Okay, is this a campus problem? Is this a Google problem? Of course, both vendors pointing fingers at each other. Finally, and it it was, man, I know it was a good month and a half before Google finally admitted that they had a problem with the the connection, the tool in the back end, and they took ownership of the issue. But and they didn't fix it for another three four weeks. Um, but that problem persisted that entire time, and and we were seeing tickets. Hey, you know, Grade Sync isn't working. Grade Sync's doing this. We're getting errors. I, I completely understand that. I know how frustrating that is. The only thing I can say is it's being worked on by a third party and we have no control over that. Those types of answers I can, I know do not land well <clears throat> with the end user, both from a teacher's perspective and a principal's perspective. But unfortunately, that's the answer we have. And no amount of me yelling at Google, who is a multinational, multinational company, worldwide company, <clears throat> they don't really care about a district with 3,500 kids that's having a grade, grade sync problem, high and low of it. Um, now they might care if Mark would call and say, we're having a problem. You're exponentially no. bigger. No, they wow. still don't care. No, I mean, that's that's a good point. Like, these are massive companies and we're small fish. We're all small fish. Yeah. And, and yes, we pay. We are now paying for the product. A total, I, don't, I don't know what we pay Google right now. Ten grand a year. That's ten. Let's just say it's ten grand a year. That's 10 grand to Google's bottom line. They they probably go through $10,000 in Kleenexes in a day. Like <laughs> that's they don't care if we threaten to leave. Where are you going to go? Microsoft? Have fun. You know, like that that's where this Ow, this just became a rant from well, Josh. But you know what I mean, like on Google. There's only so much we can do. Google's secure by subscription. Um Hey, Google, we're telling all the principals you suck. How about that? That's going to be a tweet. Yeah, I, I do love how the the uh, start of this was um, us saying that we really do care and we are also stressed. And, and with Josh saying, I don't care. There's nothing Google's going to do. <laughs> I didn't say I don't care. I'm saying that's the answer Sorry. we have to give. And they don't I, I understand it doesn't land well and doesn't yeah, yeah. play well. Yeah. But that's that we're dealing with the information we have. Correct. Chris, anything else? No, no, I think you did it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which one of you two wants to do number four? Actually, Chris, real quick, why don't you talk about your extreme switches? For sure. Extreme Networks, a proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. Dominic Mayer is the guy to reach out to. It's dmayer, D-M-A-Y-E-R at extremenetworks.com. If you are looking for new network switches or principles, if you're hearing your texts, Talk about, hey, principals, if you're listening to this, I think your techs would just appreciate you asking, like, hey, what networking equipment do we use? Uh, is the switch purple? Ask some questions like that uh, and see what kind of response you get. And then act like you know what you're talking about and see how that goes. Uh, anyway, reach out to Extreme Networks, dmayer at extremenetworks.com. All right. Why don't you just go ahead and take number four, Chris? Sure. Tip four, as submitted by uh, users, listeners, cybersecurity is a major priority for IT staff 
and we need your help and support. Uh, IT security is not an IT problem. It's not just the tech department that should be worried about it. We are worried about it. It is a priority for us, uh, but we need help. We need support. We're in this thing together. Uh, so principals know that. Uh, know that it is a major concern. Know that we need your support. Know that we're trying to keep students and staff and everybody safe, as are you. Uh, so treat this like you're treating your lockdown procedures for your building, like you treat uh, caring about a kid that's getting signed out. Treat it like your safety stuff, right? Uh, put it in there as a priority uh, for you. Cybersecurity attacks are complicated. Uh, your staff are going to need you. Sometimes it might be that they're needing you to help figure out how a scenario is playing out with a particular user at your building, uh, getting access to a computer, whatever. They're going to need your support uh, when an incident's happening, uh, but they're going to need just your overall, I support you in your efforts. If, if, if your IT staff are giving initiatives, uh, MFA, whatever, we'll unpack that. I know, support that. Know that that's happening for a reason. Guys? Yeah, we've, we've talked a lot in this podcast, if, if you have not listened to us before, um, with districts who have gone through cyber attacks, through ransomware. And one of the things that just um, shakes me to the core is how simple these attacks really are. They are walking through an open door. Uh, and then they walk in through the door and they take everything out or they steal all of your data. You have, um, we have stories on this podcast of school districts that simply misconfigured one setting. They had one setting wrong or they left one door a little bit open or one teacher clicked on a link they shouldn't have. And suddenly they're facing hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in um, ransoms or fines or recovery costs. So cybersecurity while it may feel foreign, it may feel like that's going to happen to somebody else. Um, it is happening to all of us every day. Uh, there's not a day that goes by that we are not dealing with some sort of cybersecurity issue. Um, and this is where principals really, we really need your help in order to secure our schools and help to, as Chris mentioned, make sure that teachers understand that this is not uh, something that we can play with. And contrary to what was the podcast that um, the listener sent us that the they didn't know what K-12 had that was so, what data they had that was so important that ransom people would go after. Yeah, there's a cybersecurity podcast a couple weeks ago where they just said, I don't understand why, who cares? Yeah. About what does K-12? K-12 have that's important? Like, yeah, we, we do have important data, everything from health data to, you know, attendance records, like Mark said, grades, um, God forbid you're still collecting social security numbers. It's a uh, security weekly with Paul. I, I messaged that guy on X and he hasn't answered me yet. Well, maybe the, the podcast needs to tweet him. Um, yeah. So I know cybersecurity stuff can feel like uh, hurdles. You know, MFA was a hurdle for a lot of staff putting requiring MFA. Uh, long passwords are a hurdle for a lot of people. Uh, just we were talking, I was talking to my son about something today. Screensaver timeouts with uh, locking screensavers are a hurdle. Uh, the, the time that that is set is a discussion, a very, uh, uh, how do we want to say this? A very just loaded, say it, Josh, say what's on your mind. A very powder kegish discussion. <laughs> I've been watching Succession again, and I've got to watch how I say things because I'm picking up too many traits from Succession. Um, so, yeah, all a lot of those cybersecurity things feel like hurdles. They feel like um, personal barriers that are getting put in place. You know, some, <laughs> let's just say, uh, it, it. some teachers may feel like they're being targeted by certain things because it's more difficult for them. Like, getting their phone out and getting a code off their phone and putting that in on the screen is a lot for, for some people. Um, and it's, it's just, it's what we have to do. So support with those initiatives is important. Um, and just the understanding that these threats are, are real. Yeah. And I was, I was go ahead, Mark. I was going to say, and they're very expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about this story and it's, I, don't overthink the story I'm telling, but it makes sense in my head. Oh, I'm going to overthink it. 
Mm. My, this reminds me of uh, being at a restaurant with a long wait and terrible service and you're with your kids and you're with your wife and you're, you're looking at your wife and you're making eye contact. And it's about how you respond to the situation because your kids, if you are uber negative about the service you're getting, they are going to be mouthy. And this is how my kids are. They're going to be mouthy and uber negative as well. It's how you're acting. I'm not lower. I'm not saying I am saying that kids equal teachers. Where are we going? (laughs) Where, where are we going with this? I am the husband, principal. You are the wife. How we handle this cybersecurity incident? I don't think that incident. makes it better. I don't. Think I that know. Makes it- I know. But we need to communicate well. We need to respond with locked arms on this situation and however this thing's playing out, because the kids are looking at us. The kids, the teachers, they're looking at us. So, principal, when we're pumping out MFA and it sucks, just be with us. Like we don't want to do it either. We're getting the crappy service like you are. We're doing MFA 50 times a day like you are. Probably yeah. more. Do you do you know who hates MFA the most in my district? IT <laughs> department. The help desk. Yeah. Who gets the calls every day from someone who's saying, ah, I forgot my phone. Okay, your backup code is one, two, three, four. <laughs> what's wrong? What's wrong with your voice there, Mark? We don't want to have That's how his text. That was the grading to your text. <laughs> that was I, mean, Mark. I'm I'm sorry, guys. We're gonna have to uh, we're going tweet your IT department they, and tell them you you owe them pizza. But they they don't want to do this either. And this is just the reality that we're in. This is the world that we're in. It's that people have been sharing passwords. They're setting insecure passwords and the bad guys are taking advantage of it. And so unfortunately, these are the things that we have to do. We don't want to. Uh, we are right there with you with the complaints. But at the same time, just like you know, to Chris's subpar analogy there, <laughs> as, as parents at the dinner table, we got to set we got to set the tone and we, we really, we really need you at the table with us. Or if you're playing pickleball and you, you have to set the tone for your partner. I had to do that a couple times with David today. I had to David. So, <laughs> well, we also have some advice for our folks as well for our tech staff. And when it comes to cybersecurity, we really have to improve our communication. We have to improve how we roll out these tools and these new protocols. And we need to make sure that our communication is hitting the mark, uh, that we understand teachers, that we're uh, communicating early and often, uh, and so that they understand why we're doing these things and how they can get through them. So, Well, you know, it seems like the the overwhelming thread for the IT staff here <laughs> on almost every one of these is communicate, 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 or over, you need to communicate. Um, and I think that could be rephrased as just making yourself available. One thing that we've tried doing more in my department um, this year is doing more walkabouts, being out in the building, not necessarily working on a problem, because when you go to work on a problem, you're on a mission. You want to get from point A to point B, not be grabbed in the hall and resolve the problem and get back. Where if you go on on this walkabout type scenario, you got a coffee cup in hand, you're shooting the breeze with anybody that's willing to talk. You're building that relationship, making yourself open to where if the teacher had, I, w- I was in one of our buildings this morning. It was PLC time. I find that's a pretty good time to go walk around because they're all in their PLCs and groups. They they feel more comfortable asking questions when they're in that group. Um, and, and sure enough, I was walking down the hall and somebody hollered, hey, come here. We've got a question. So being out and about and being visible during those scenarios um, to where making people feel comfortable they can ask you a question will go a long way, especially when you're rolling out new measures like MFA or longer passwords. It gives them that opportunity to ask the why. And you can't, IT guys or IT people and gals, you can't be defensive, overly defensive about the why either. It's not just a because, it's a blame it on the insurance company if you need to. Blame, you know, like give the rationale behind it. I so, was visiting, uh, sorry, I got another story. Wow, well, let's go. Uh, I was visiting Eric, the intern of K-12 Tech Pro one time during the school day. Uh, and he he does that right. Uh, I was walking with him and he's just taking his strides down the halls. He's a fast he like, walker too. Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, but he he's 
he's looking at people. He's making sure, like he's walking by the secretary's office. So he's popping his head in just to say hi. Uh, whereas sometimes I'm like scaling a wall to avoid <laughs> making eye contact or whatever. Uh, but again, text, we need to do that. We need to have good relationships. Uh, I think about when we, I, I love, I love and I hate, right. But I, I love when someone sends me an email because they're making sure it's not like a fish. Like, sure. I love when I get a phone call because something popped up on their computer and they're not sure what yeah. to do. And you yeah. want to be that department that can be reached out to and people feel comfortable enough uh, to reach out to you. Well, those are our main tips. Those are the main topics, but we did have some honorable mentions. Uh, these were things that people had mentioned, uh, you know, small little comments here and there that came up enough times to say, okay, we, we, we should probably talk about this as well. I don't know if I agree with this first one, by the way. I, I'm so glad you say that because I had a, a almost a visceral reaction to this. Wait, wait, wait. Can Chris talk about Fortinet real quick? Let's let's leave Oh, that. sure. Tease. Fortinet, a proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. Uh, you can email Chris Illingworth at Fortinet podcast at Fortinet.com. Chris, cool name. Promises to be aggressive in his pricing. Uh, he will spec out your firewall uh, or whatever Forda product you're going for to match what your district needs. Uh, email Fortinet Podcast at Fortinet.com. All right. Now back to the teaser. I So, Chris, I think this one, I think Josh is going to agree with. Yeah. Hit me. I agree. Lay it on me. The... One of the most common comments that we got from IT staff in, in their advice for principals was everybody, including principals, has to submit a ticket for every issue. You mean they don't call me on my cell phone? No. Where do you do you agree with that? Josh? Absolutely, 110%. Yeah, you want a knew. ticket. You want a ticket. Absolutely. Hmm. Abs are you you're not saying that you don't want a ticket for everything, right? I would prefer a ticket. Yes. But I'm all about secretary, principal, uh, central office. If they want to skip the line, that's a perk, man. And I want that good relationship with those people. <laughs> okay. I hook them up. Yeah. Yep, they I'm, they can call me. That's fine. They can call me. But before I go visit them, a ticket's being created. Ugh. And that's probably by me. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. There's okay. a good compromise. All right. Yeah, I like that, Josh. I like Josh, that. Josh, doing the work for the principal, you're creating the ticket. I think that's a good com I'm I'm okay with that. Yep. You're and we will do that, that too. We'll say, yes. hey, I'm going to make a ticket on this. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you have to track your time. Yeah. I... Yes. I can't believe you two yahoos were advocating for people not creating tickets. N no. Well, N well, so here's the thing. There's a distinction, right? When a principal calls you and they're stressed and they've got an issue, they have a lot of things on their plate as well. Sure. And if you were to go back to them and say, I'm going to need you to make a ticket for this I, one. I don't principal understand Johnson. what's wrong with your voice. <laughs> Listen, You're just this gonna... conversation can't go any further. You... Submit a ticket. Yeah. Oh, no. At that point, okay. <laughs> I'll tell you how things like that go for me. I get that call. I my help desk system system is always open in a browser tab. I immediately, when that call comes in, if we get very far into the conversation, what I'm not saying is while they're talking, I'm creating the ticket. Like that's happening real time, and that's great. You're doing the yeah. yeah. What I, what I guess what we're saying is like so. Back to the story where Chris is out in the middle of the street holding two ends of fiber in the middle of a road, and his superintendent calls him and says the internet's down. the The answer from Chris should not be mm, put in a ticket, right? No support, baby. Yeah. What we're saying a, a ticket e exists. That's great. But what we're saying is, don't go back to the principal and say you need to make out a ticket. I like I, Josh. I like your approach. Yes, of, I'm going to do it for you. I I there's distinction here between what is a like what is a ticket and we we've, we've had these talks in 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 my tech department if i pick up we allow phone support yeah sure yeah so the fact that i answered my phone 
is a verbal ticket. So like, I'm with you, Josh, like I'm, I'm going to convert that to the work order system ticket. 100%. But I've had, I've worked with people that on the phone, they say, will you please submit a ticket? Like they called and you answered and you know the problem. Yeah. Like you shouldn't answer the phone. Like don't do phone support. If you, if, if, if everyone has to submit a digital ticket, don't do phone support. Like, don't answer the phone if well, you're going to be a turd like that. I <laughs> Chris just <laughs> called all of our listeners turds uh, because this was one of the more common things that we saw. I think what we're saying here is um, have a little bit of compassion when you're what? working with principals. <clears throat> okay. And oh, no, no. Well, yes, have compassion. I need to um, background, okay? So I think my methodology for that, I spent a year in a help desk call center for the largest rental car company in the world, managing their technical support center. And that's how we operated. It was phone support. You, you answer the phone, you're hitting new ticket. As, as you're answering the phone, you're hitting new ticket. Period. End of sentence. That's how that operates. So yeah. that's, that's where how when I say if I'm talking to you on the phone and this support gets our conversation gets very far along and what this problem is, I'm creating a ticket. That's just how my brain is wired from that year I spent in that lovely place. Okay, so so hey, maybe and just listen, I love all text, by the way. I apologize for calling people turds. I think Martin is <laughs> apologize for his weird all right voice. why don't we take the 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 most common thing that we saw was that everybody submits a ticket what if we modify that to say every issue deserves a ticket yes sure. yeah yes no. yes but that doesn't necessarily mean that it needs to be the caller or the principal that's that's the one doing the typing of the ticket all right that was I, it I, i'm still gonna qualify that with oh, it depends it, Josh, it depends we knew we knew it was gonna be you yeah and yeah, I despise um, Facebook Messenger. Oh, like from a teacher to oh, say, hey, I can't no. log in this morning. Mm -mm. Nope. Which maybe, that, I sh you know, nope. I'm small town, so I get teachers as me as friends despise it. Yes, that gets ignored. Um, And I'm not big on text mess like and, and this is more for the sake of the person. Like, I don't treat a text message in my life the same as an email or a phone call or yeah, a work order my ticket. Phone calls. Correct. So, so I don't do well with. I, I'm I'm not against the text from the principal, but in my mind, and again, this is just print. This is being having a relationship. Uh, if your tech isn't really big into texting, quit texting him about the big work order tickets. Well, and, the, and I I think that's worth a point too. We, uh, my department, we go out of our way to have someone in our office when buildings are open. So from 7 a.m. to 4.30 in the, in the evening, there should be someone in my office. So if I'm not in the office, I am not the only one that can take a trouble call. You know what I mean? Like there are other people in my office that can take that call. That's why we have a hunt group for the help desk. You know, like... right. That's why that exists. So unless something I, I've had to have this discussion before with someone too, unless something is on fire and it is an emergency, call the help desk, call the hunt group. Unless it is an absolute emergency or you're the superintendent, you probably don't need to call my phone, my cell phone. And I would, I, you're touching on something too that I agree with. Sometimes I get, um, phone calls or the text or the email from the principal to me, the director, and they're under the false idea that I'm the one that's going to fix the problem. Oh, he's throwing his title around. <laughs> like if you do a support ticket, it's going to go to the right people. Like when you call me about the copy, you're not working. I, for one, I might not see that text or that email for a while or get that voicemail for a while. If you had just done a support ticket, the team would have been on that thing. And fixed it. You know what I mean? We, we have just 
completely undermine the entire point of this episode, which, <laughs> which is advice for principals. And now it's, um, we need a little bit of therapy across the three of us. <laughs> so uh, principals, sometimes your texts need therapy. <laughs> no, I think, I think what the point is, the, the point of contact with the IT department doesn't always have to be leadership yeah. role contact, you know? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, second honorable mention. <laughs> oh, joy. <laughs> we might be able to all agree on this one. Uh, and that this is another comment that we heard a few times is that technology at the enterprise level. And by enterprise, we mean at the you know, school district level, it's not cheap. No. Uh, you get what you pay for with technology, especially when it comes to hardware and, and networking equipment. And uh, that $50 Best Buy router that you see in the store uh, is not designed for a classroom. It is not designed to handle 50 kids logging in the exact same second on a Chromebook and all streaming YouTube. So we really need you to work with IT staff to understand costs. And it may seem more expensive than you're very than you're comfortable with, um, but trust us when we say when it comes to IT, uh, you get what you pay for. Agree. Yes. I Amazing. don't like Walmart computers. Yeah. Or really buying an iPad from Walmart because that presents problems. I was asked to support a ring doorbell camera before. Seriously? It's not going to be good. Let's just buy the nice camera, guys. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Mark, I feel like you want to take this last one. Too many chefs in the kitchen is very dangerous with technology and with IT. So we do. Danger. We we heard this comment a couple of times as well. There's a reason why systems are locked down, why there are certain access roles. There's also a reason why network closets are locked down. Uh, (laughs) And the more we can keep hands out of the cookie jar, uh, when it comes to these critical systems, the more we can keep them operating at their fullest potential. Um, so please work with your IT staff when it comes to access to systems, to closets, to hardware. Yeah. Agree. Okay, we did it. Least we privilege. Principles, so, if you buy your tech department like cookies, as was mentioned, um, lunch, Energy drinks. If my principals are listening to this, I like ghost energy drinks. That's going to go far. Mm. So what you're saying is just feed your Bribing. IT director. Yes. Bribing. Food. Yes. Food. Yeah. Food works. I mean, food that's a universal work. one. Yeah. That's, a, food, that's yeah. a universal one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but fishing, when you do those fishing emails, those simulations, food that category is devastating. Everybody clicks the links in the food ones. This time like, of year, W2 email. Oh. Mm. You would be that one that would send that one. Yeah. What a jerk. Yeah. I bet you'd send the Christmas bonus one too around Christmas. Uh, I did not I did not select that one. Now, if InfoSec selected it, that was not that was on them, not me. Okay. So, That's... what we learned today is Mark and Chris don't care about tickets. Um, Free spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Call Chris's cell phone. He won't answer. True. I just posted on Chris's uh, school district website. Um, just replied to one of the posts that says, hey, my Wi-Fi is down. On Facebook? Yeah, on Facebook. You better not have. <laughs> I'm going to block it. <laughs> Mark does stalk Facebook pages, though. Okay, so that was episode 152. Coming up, um, there is, you know, we talked about it last week, The that presentation from Clever with some new features that they're rolling out. Um, if you got invited to that presentation, it might behoove you to uh, register for that and attend that. We're already starting to see some screenshots. I, I Somebody sent me one yesterday, I believe it was, of some new features that Clever is getting ready to roll out. And it's something we've talked about several times before in the past. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how many people start adopting that. Hopefully we we're, we might try and get them on here and come talk about it. Um, guys, got any other closing thoughts before we wrap it up? 
principles, I, I respect you. I was going to say the same thing. We really, we, I, we really respect the work that you do and how hard you work. Uh, we, we want to make your job easier and, and uh, we really hope that you'll feel the same way about us. Josh, not so much. We're Tex, sorry about him. Tex, if you uh, disagree with Mark and Chris about the um, willy-nilly ticket policy, shoot us an email, k12techtalk at gmail.com. Let Chris and Mark know how flawed their mentality of, well, we make, well, we don't need to make yeah. tickets. We have a lot of voices for Tex on this episode. This yeah. is not going to go. We're going to get a lot of hate. You're making, you make a secretary, like a sweet old lady secretary, you make her do a ticket? I don't discriminate on age, Chris. That's not discrimination. That's a like that's if it's good the for opposite. goose, it's good for the gander. Now well, we're talking about geese. We uh, we really respect all of you, and we um, we know how difficult your job is. If Mark's you're trying in... to clean it up. No, no, no. I was gonna say <laughs> we know how hard your job is if you're in Josh's school district. Um, so we apologize. Josh's people, we feel for you. Yeah, we're his friend, but we don't want to work with him. Don't make those tickets. <laughs> you all know the email address. Go hit it. K12 Tech Talk at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Let us know what you think, what topics, what did we miss? What what did we miss that principals should know? Principals, what did we miss miss that techs need to work on? Uh, we're on Twitter, we're on LinkedIn, X, whatever it's called now. Uh, that was episode 152, the principal episode. We'll see you next week. The views and opinions expressed on the K-12 Tech Talk podcast are the personal opinions of Josh, Chris, and Mark, and do not represent the views or opinions of our sponsors or other organizations that we're affiliated with. The material information presented here is for general information and entertainment purposes only. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.